When it comes to the plant-based eating debate, there's more to consider than just healthy or unhealthy. Of course, we want to eat things that make us feel good and generate energy to keep us going, but there's also a major environmental component that drives a lot of people to a plant-focused diet. But you don't have to give up some of your faves entirely. Impossible Foods makes meat from plants. They're solving the meat problem with more meat. By creating delicious meat from plants that's better for you and the planet, Impossible lets you enjoy some of your favorite meaty products with a plant-based twist. Ground beef, homestyle meatballs, sausage patties, all made from plants. And that's just a few of their delicious and versatile options. No more tension between craving meat but not wanting to eat so much of it or sacrificing your carnivorous faves for your health. Indulge in nutrient-packed, plant-based goodness and feel good doing it. Check out impossiblefoods.com to see how you can help solve the meat problem with more meat. That's I-M-P-O-S-S-I-B-L-E-F-O-O-D-S.com. Just a reminder that Diet Starts Tomorrow is a podcast for entertainment purposes only. It is not a medical podcast and does not constitute medical advice. Always seek the advice of a physician or a health professional. Betches Media presents Diet Starts Tomorrow. But I stand behind my decision to avoid salad and other disgusting things. With hosts Remy Casimir. I'll have what she's having. And Emily Lubin. Remember, choose like you have a secret. We're here to amuse your boosh. Hello and welcome to Diet Starts Tomorrow. I'm Remy. And I'm Emily, and today we have a dear DST for you and a scoop du jour. Yes, but before that, the real scoop is Back for Seconds, you guys. If you haven't been getting an extra helping of Back for Seconds, what are you doing? What are you doing? Don't you want ad-free episodes? Don't you want to listen a day early? Don't you want bi-monthly shows with Sammy and Aileen? If you don't, that's okay. But if you do, get on board. Hop on board. Go to subscribe.betches.com and get your back for seconds. Yeah. Okay, so today our dear DST is from someone who is called Compare and Despair Betch. And she says, Dear DST, I'm a huge fan of the pod and I am forever grateful for the thoughtfulness, vulnerability, kindness, and humor you all bring to a subject that many of us struggle with. Your episodes make me feel so seen. Thank you. I have battled an eating disorder my whole adult life on top of a childhood full of disordered eating messaging, fat shaming, etc. And I am currently deep in ED recovery mode after a major relapse following the birth of my second child last year. So you're going through that and you can do it. Don't worry. Um, It's been a tough road, but I'm doing my best every day. That's why I was so upset by a recent experience I had on a plane and I'm ready to get your thoughts. It's always on a plane. (laughs) She says, while traveling for work, I found myself seated next to a slim, objectively beautiful woman, maybe a year or two younger than me. For the entirety of the 12 hour flight, she refused. Where were you guys going? She refused all the meals and snacks. Instead, every hour on the hour, she took out a bag of M&Ms she'd brought on board, counted out 15, lined them up and slowly ate them one by one. I tried to ignore it and take a to each her own attitude, but I couldn't help but feel so self-conscious accepting the mediocre at best airline food while she was resisting. The majority of the flight, I was spiraling into a comparison and disordered thinking. I can't imagine, like literally 12 hours sounds crazy. And by the time we were at our destination, I felt simultaneously incredibly negative about my body and incredibly frustrated with myself that I got stuck in that ED mental loop. 
So I'm trying to work out how I can be better prepared if I find myself in a similar situation again and I thought I'd ask, do you have any mantras or narratives that you tell yourself when you're in a challenging food slash body situation? Any framing that you find helpful? I'd love to know and I hope that asking may even help other listeners as well. Thanks for all you do. Compare and despair, Betch. Thank you for writing and thank you for asking this question because I do think it's something that a lot of people deal with and I do think it's something that a lot of people could benefit yeah. from. I mean, and to speak to your point, this is not something that a ton of people will come up against specifically 12 hours on a flight with somebody who is doing something that, I, and I don't know what this woman's mindset was or anything like- The woman next to the M&M compare woman. Despair, yeah. Maybe she doesn't eat anything that other people serve her. Maybe it's a fun little thing for her to count stuff. Maybe she has OCD. Maybe she, you know, like there are a bunch of things that you don't really know why she's doing what she's doing, but in your head it's spun to, it must be for looks. Yeah, yeah, and and but- to be fair, mm-hmm. when I read this, my initial reaction was the same. And my first thought was, actually, my first thought was, you know, that's so that's so weird when you think about it, because it's like M&Ms are candy. Like, how can that be worse than airline food? However, when I had an eating disorder, I had a serious mm-hmm. preference for packaged foods over unpackaged foods. And I know airline food is technically packaged, but it doesn't, you know, say all the ingredients on it. It doesn't say all the macros on it and stuff. And and for me, even if it was a cookie, I would prefer a packaged cookie over a homemade cookie. Because of the numbers. Yeah, because it felt more within my control to know exactly what I was ingesting at all times. So that might be what this woman was doing. Like, oh, I have this package of this thing. So if I portion it out, I know exactly how much I'm eating. We can't be sure. And ultimately, it doesn't matter. I do kind of think it's funny, though, that not only did this woman count out 15 M&Ms each time, but compare and despair bitch counted them out with her. Yeah. She knows that there was 15. Yeah. And I would be the same way, girl. Like, if I was sitting there, I would be looking over and, and be like, one, two, three. Okay, yeah, she's doing 15 again. She's doing 15 again. Mm-hmm. Um, And... And every hour on the hour, too. Every hour on the hour. And I I identify with that feeling so much of being like, I know exactly what she's doing, and it's bothering me, and it's making me uncomfortable, and I'm trying to resist, but she's right there, and it's 12 hours, mm-hmm. and I can't look away. Mm-hmm. And so I, I completely, completely identify with that. Yeah. I'm so glad that you were able to eat your meals and weren't giving into those weird feelings that you were having because it could be really easy to do that, especially because airline food is pretty gross <laughs> um, and not that tempting. Yeah, you could make an excuse for restricting too. Totally. But so you didn't, which is good. It's good. So kudos to you for doing that. And I mean, in terms of how to handle it, I think first and foremost, we need to remember that these feelings are normal, mm. especially for people who've gone through serious EDs. To see somebody exhibiting, I don't want to say strange behavior, but, you know, something that you identify as ED behavior, Mm -hmm. and then you're sitting there trying not to do that behavior, Mm -hmm. it's a really uncomfortable feeling, and you can't control it. And beating yourself up for even having those thoughts, which Mm -hmm. is part of it, unfortunately. It really is. And that... 
took me years to understand is that recovery does not mean that one day you're never going to have a negative thought. It really doesn't. It's just how fast you can bounce back, how fast you can bounce back and, and having the tools in your toolbox to go to when you have those uncomfortable feelings instead of the ED behavior. So let's discuss those tools. Yes, those tools. I wrote a couple things down. I think the best thing would probably be to think about why are you recovering? Mm -hmm. And then you can kind of make up your own mantra. Like if you're recovering because you want to be a, let's say you want to be healthy for your kids. Yeah, I want to be an energetic mom. Yeah, like you can keep reminding yourself of that. Like I'm choosing recovery because I want to set a good example for my kids. Mm. I don't think that should be the only reason, but if that's I what drives you. I want to have enough caloric intake to be able to play with my kids. There you go. And that's a really good one. Yeah. Or you could boil it down to this specific thing because for me, this image of somebody counting out their M&Ms is what I, Emily, mm-hmm. never want to do ever again. Mm-hmm. That image of clack, 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 like portioning out the M&Ms is so- abacus of M&Ms. Yes, yeah. it is like an abacus. I never want to own an abacus like that ever again. So for me, I might see that and walk away and think to myself, I deserve to live a life free of M&M counting mm-hmm. because life is too damn short to be counting out your M&Ms. Mm-hmm. Another one that that I thought of is I choose recovery because I don't want to spend my life counting M&Ms. Basically the same thing. But when you see something, you could use that specific experience to mm-hmm. like turn it into a mantra of how do I not want to behave? How like what do I not want to turn to mm-hmm. to deal with uncomfortable feelings? I think another thing, too, is like, you know how dismal it feels to be in an eating disorder where it's taking over your life, where you need something on the clock telling you it's time, it's okay to eat now. And like, you know how that feels if you've done it. So while it is very difficult to look at a conventionally attractive person who like, we are conditioned to think that conventionally attractive people, like they are happier, their lives are better, like everything's going great. Like the things that she is doing, if they are disordered, you know, like again, we don't really... 100% no I don't want Eminem girl to listen to this and be like hey it's just a fun thing I do right you know like I I went home and I had a full Thanksgiving dinner you know like Like maybe she's just so bored on yeah or like I'm a huge germaphobe like I don't want to although I don't would you put the M&Ms on your on the tray tray? yeah I don't don't know know. I don't know we're doing a lot of thinking for her but also if if you what you assume is disordered eating is happening right next to you I think carving out some empathy for that person and not being like, oh, this person has it all. They have it all figured out. Like she doesn't, you know, like kind of recognizing like this is something that is taking over her life. Her entire 12 hour flight is bookmarked by these different counting rituals. Right. And that's like, I mean, I can only imagine that's like what's getting her through that flight, you know, Mm -hmm. like there is a certain amount of comfort to having those rituals, but it's at the expense of having freedom. Mm-hmm. And I think like that's a good thing to remind yourself of too, because you're right. She's seeing this girl and she's like, oh, she's perfect. Mm-hmm. But I have a feeling that underneath it all, she doesn't feel perfect. I think for the other 58 minutes of every hour, she's just sitting there going, when can I eat my M&Ms? When mm-hmm. can I eat my m and Is it time yet? Like, what else can I think about? Am I skinny enough? You know, like, I feel like, there were two people sitting next to each other who were both going through stuff. Yes. 
Maybe you guys should have talked. I would have. D- really? <laughs> I, I wouldn't be able to do it. I wouldn't be able to do it. What would you say? I don't know. It's hard to say if you're not in that situation. You know, I wouldn't want to make her feel self-conscious either. Right, like, right. I would be counting out the M&Ms with her and I'd be like, girl. But like, I also wouldn't want to feel like attention was being drawn right. onto her. It's just, it's so, and it sucks because you can't like ask to change your seat and be no. like, I had an eating disorder. Like I can't sit next to this girl. You, like, can, you can always look for an empty seat. There have been uh, several times I've been next to like a sleepy teen who was like drooling on me that I just like moved <laughs> to another row. Really? Yeah. Every flight I've been on in the past year has been fully packed, mm. like no empty seats. But if there are empty seats, I suppose, yeah, you can do that. But if you can't move, the mantras of I deserve to have a life where I'm not thinking about food 100% of the time. Like I deserve a life where food is for enjoyment. It's not just for my own sense of control. Exactly. Yeah. I deserve food freedom. I deserve to not, you know, just because I bought a package of M&Ms that doesn't have to be the only thing I eat today. Mm-hmm. I deserve to be nourished. Mm-hmm. I deserve protein. Hello. Mm-hmm. I mean, these are simple things that you can remind yourself that's like, yeah, I mean, that's a no brainer mm-hmm. in a way, you know? Warmer weather is finally back. After so many cold months, it's nice to get outside and soak up the sun, but the springtime always brings those unwanted guests, pollen and seasonal allergies. April showers bring spring flowers and sniffly noses and stuffed up sinuses. Luckily for those of us who live with the symptoms of allergies, we can live Claritin clear with Claritin D. Shout out to Claritin for supporting this episode and providing us with samples. I suffer from seasonal allergies. I just had them hit the other day. I couldn't breathe through my nose at all. And I popped a Claritin and it was like night and day. I'm a huge fan of Claritin. I use it on the regular and it always helps when we're making that transition from winter to spring, which is when my allergies flare up. Mainly it's my sinuses that get so clogged and the Claritin just clears it right up. Designed for serious allergy sufferers, Claritin D has two powerful ingredients in just one pill that relieve your allergy symptoms and decongest your nose so you can breathe better. This double action combination of prescription strength allergy medicine and the best decongestant available relieves sneezing, a runny nose, itchy and watery eyes, an itchy throat and nose, and sinus congestion and pressure with ease. Ready to live your life as if you don't have allergies? It's time to live Claritin clear. Fast and powerful relief is just a quick trip away. Find Claritin D at the pharmacy counter. Ask for Claritin D at your local pharmacy counter. You don't even need a prescription. Go to Claritin.com right now for a discount so you can live Claritin clear. Use as directed. When it comes to the plant-based eating debate, there's more to consider than just healthy or unhealthy. Of course, we want to eat things that make us feel good and generate energy to keep us going. But there's also a major environmental component that drives a lot of people to a plant-focused diet. But you don't have to give up some of your faves entirely. Impossible Foods makes meat from plants. They're solving the meat problem with more meat. By creating delicious meat from plants that's better for you and the planet, Impossible lets you enjoy some of your favorite meaty products with a plant-based twist. Ground beef, homestyle meatballs, sausage patties, all made from plants. And that's just a few of their delicious and versatile options. No more tension between craving meat but not wanting to eat so much of it or sacrificing your carnivorous faves for your health. Indulge in nutrient-packed, plant-based goodness and feel good doing it. Check out impossiblefoods.com to see how you can help solve the meat problem with more meat. That's I-M-P-O-S-S-I-B-L-E 
F-O-O-D-S dot com. This episode is brought to you by Newly. Have you ever felt that fast fashion ick, but can't always find the super high-end stuff? I have a solution for you, Newly. Newly has everything you need to bring your closet up to speed for this season without breaking the bank. Free your closet of impulse purchases and skip the buyer's remorse by renting instead. Newly is a subscription clothing rental service. For just $98 a month, you get your choice of any six styles each month. Access to thousands of styles from more than 400 brands. There are no fees, late fees, damage fees, or fees to pause or cancel. They also have inclusive sizing up to 5X as well as petite and maternity. And you always have the option to buy what you love. I love Newly. I've rented so many cute things from there, and I've even made a few purchases from there. And They're always spot on. They have so many brands that I honestly could never afford in real life, so it's great to be able to rent them. Newly is a great value at $98 a month for any six styles, but right now, you can get $20 off your first month of Newly when you sign up with the code DST20. Just go to Newly, that's N-U-U-L-Y dot com, and enter the code DST20 and sign up to get $20 off your first month. That's N-U-U-L-Y dot com, Newly with two U's, with code DST20. Newly subscription clothing rental. Change your clothes. Another thing that I wanted to share, and this is just, this is something that I do, and it actually really helps me and inspires me, and it's completely free. There is a health coach and writer. Her name is Isabel Foxen Duke. And if you go to her website, you can subscribe to her email list. And she sends emails um, semi-regularly. And they're all kinds of, I don't know if I would say mantras, but like thoughts on different challenges that people face intuitive eating and healing from eating disorders. Mm -hmm. And I included a sample email that I just wanted to read because I thought it applied to this situation. And I remember reading it when I was in you know, not the strongest place, and it really helped me. So she writes, and and this is directly from the emails, like you can get these emails to your inbox, and I, I mean, I find it so, so helpful. She says, I often hear clients berate themselves over the fact that they still struggle with body image or ask how they can, quote, overcome difficult body image feelings once and for all. But struggling with body image, that is having days where our feelings about our body are more difficult or uncomfortable than others, isn't really something we overcome. It's something that we learn to relate to differently in recovery and which may heal slowly in its own time as a result of processing our feelings in a different way. This is all to say recovery really isn't about the absence or existence of difficult feelings about our bodies, which are almost inevitable in a culture that is constantly judging and evaluating our worth on the basis of size, but rather about our ability to be kind and caring with ourselves in the midst of those difficult feelings, in the midst of pain, shame, fear, etc. It's about being able to make the self-loving choice not to harm ourselves through dieting, even when we're having a hard time facing the internal or external realities of fat phobia in our world. It's about being able to make choices in alignment with our values, values like weight neutrality or self-care, 
even when we're overwhelmed by fear, shame, or other difficult emotions. In other words, the deepest body image work involves learning how to be with difficult feelings without judgment, learning how to feel without agreeing with the narrative of those feelings, and learning how to skillfully care for ourselves when such feelings inevitably arise. Mm -hmm. And that's the thing too, like you still eating your snacks was like, yeah, I'm on a 12 hour flight. Like I need to be getting sustenance, you Mm -hmm. know, like even if your head was out of alignment, like you were still practicing things that were good for your body. So I think besides like feeling the shame spiral of having the thoughts, like let yourself feel really good about the fact that you're still not succumbing to them. Absolutely. And I say this a lot. I always go back to it, but it's you made a a commitment to yourself to be in recovery. And I think like the first step, the most important step and one that I always go back to is I want to honor that commitment because I made that commitment in my right mind. I did it for a reason. And you can list out your reasons and remind yourself of your reasons. But at the end of the day, you did make that commitment to yourself. So stay true to that and don't get seduced by, you know, seeing a beautiful woman counting out her M&Ms. But also don't feel bad if you have those thoughts of, oh, she, you know, like. Totally. You hold space for those feelings, but remind yourself that that you made this commitment. And mm-hmm. that's that's not enough. That's not enough to whisk you off track in your recovery. Yeah, for sure. Thank you for writing us. And we hope things are going easier and that you don't have to do a 12-hour flight anytime soon because that just sounds awful in itself. It's longer than any flight I've ever taken. I, I flew to Israel on birthright, and it's in like an 11-hour flight or whatever. Damn. My seat was broken, and it was like this. So I was literally... Forward? Wait, it was leaning forward? My seat was leaning forward, yeah. Remy! And then I had to, like, my forehead was just like kind of against the back of the other person's seat. Okay, but you <laughs> didn't change your seat this time? Like that's, Flight was packed. Shut up. I would have been so pissed. I know. I, I would tried have been to move. So pissed. Can you imagine? Can I you think imagine? I made my sister like sit in the seat for like a little bit because I was like, we have to like go on. A, like a, this is crazy. Yeah. No, your back would be broke <laughs> by the end of it. Yeah. Like you, you would have scoliosis yeah. all through your birthright trip. Yeah. And then I ended up leading a yoga class, which I have never done. But everybody was so sore from the flight, like especially me, that I just like set up like a little vinyasa flow whatever in the airport no once we got to (laughs) once we got to our hotel i'm picturing ladies doing yoga in the in the aisles yeah Yeah. (laughs) right on the plane (laughs) on the plane everybody come to the bathroom (laughs) we're getting in down dog and then we're dropping m&ms in each other's no we're not no unless you want them which i always do in the market for investment worthy bags watches and fine jewelry rebag is the answer Rebag is a luxury resale platform where each piece is carefully inspected by experts to ensure quality and authenticity. Use Rebag to buy and sell finds from the world's top brands, including Louis Vuitton, Chanel, and Cartier. Head to Rebag.com and get up to 15% off your first purchase as a member with code REBAGNEW. Shop today at Rebag.com. That's R-E-B-A-G.com. And use promo code REBAGNEW for up to 15% off your first purchase as a member. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? 
All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Here's a thing that I would like to talk about. It is a small scoop du jour, and you, I know, got involved with it as well. It is the aging filter on TikTok. Yeah, I like the term. I got involved with it. <laughs> well, you made a video. <laughs> I did make the- a video. Yeah, I did. I did. I've been seeing this all over the place. You guys listening have probably seen it. Mm-hmm. People are obsessed. It's this TikTok filter that just, um, I mean, it says it ages you, but what it's really doing is like adding I think just adding lines and shadows to your face. There's a lot of discussion on this because different lines get added to different faces. Different people get like saggier skin at their necks. Some people are saying it depends on the lighting that you're in, whether it makes you younger or older of an older person. Like some people look 50. Some people look like 106. I kept thinking that. I was like, it's not saying what age I'm supposed to be. Yeah. Like, this is pretty good if this is what I'm going to look like at 80. But if I look like this at 40, damn. Right. I was under the impression that it was 50. And I was like, oh, we look a little more Tired. mature than yeah. that. <laughs> Apparently, also, it detects whether you're a girl or a boy. Okay. And if you're a girl, they'll make you look a little younger. If you're a boy, they'll give you gray hair. I've gotten gray hair a lot. Really? <laughs> yeah. Oh, you know what? I actually, I did see that because there was this one girl I saw who was playing around with it because she was like, look, when I put my hair up, mm-hmm. it turns my hair gray. If mm-hmm. it's down, it doesn't. So that's why. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. That's strange because plenty of women get gray hair. For sure. As, and as also, much as men. Isn't it strange that they would make the men age more more yeah right because also isn't it like a long running joke I don't know if I necessarily agree with it but I've heard this so often is like I hate this joke men get better looking as they age no they just don't get devalued the way that we do I completely agree but you have heard this before (laughs) yeah so like it's interesting that they would age them more yeah because people generally associate aging with like losing your beauty which I also don't necessarily agree with but they did have several celebrities that people were like taking pictures of them young and then using the age filter and they were like all of these are incredibly accurate yeah George Clooney did you see that one I did I saw Sarah Jessica Parker I saw Meryl Streep like they all are incredibly accurate and I will say if that scares you or whatever like you are entitled to that but I also if you use the teen filter which I have before, I did not look like that as a teen. There you go. What what does the teen filter look like on you? I feel like they just make She's people look like- She's a completely different person, honestly. I, I think they look like cartoons. Yeah. Like it's almost like those anime filters that like make your eyes bigger and mm-hmm. stuff. It gives me like different teeth. Weird. Yeah, it's weird. <laughs> huh. But the old filter does that too. It gives you yellower teeth. Oh. Um, it doesn't account for any type of maintenance that people might be doing. Sure. 
Um, yeah. A lot of people have made the joke like this isn't gonna what I'm going to look like because I'm going to get a hell of amount of Botox. Yeah. Yeah, sure. But that's a dangerous route to go because I. Yeah. I personally think that could end up aging you more depending on Sometimes. how much you do. It's funny. When I did it, I didn't feel bad about it. I actually was like, oh, the things that I worry about actually aren't even that bad. <laughs> Not that I think this is a crystal ball. Like I said, yeah. it doesn't say what age you are. And I don't know how accurate it actually is. But I'm looking at it and I'm like, oh, because I've mentioned before my forehead lines. I worry about them. It's not like I'm worried about them every day, but, you know, it's always on the back burner a little bit. Mm. Like, should I do something to my face? Like, should I try to prevent these lines? Because you hear about it so much. And I look in the filter. The forehead lines aren't even that bad. It was your 11 lines. It, well, the 11 lines were bad, but it was also the the eye bags. Oh, yes. Were, my eye bags are wild. Oh, they're dark. But the thing is, so here... A lot of people were like, like even Kylie Jenner did one where she was just like, no, I don't like it. I don't like it. I don't like it at all. I don't like it at all. Yeah. <laughs> and first of all, she looked so cute. She looked as an old woman. Yeah. But like, if this is like a projection of like, oh, it's going to get this bad. <laughs> like, maybe start making peace with that now and yeah. acknowledge the fact that if you do make it to that old of age, like. That's a win in itself. Absolutely. And also the stark contrast of the filter to your face, because it is a split screen mm -hmm. and it shows the aged you and the regular you. It feels very drastic when you see both those images right on top of each other. But you got to remember that this is a gradual process. Yeah. You don't just age overnight. Yeah. It's not like one day you're just going to wake up and be like, you know, Dorian Gray, we just flipped a switch. You know, it's not going to be scary like that. I love that you just made a Dorian Gray reference. You know, I, That's I was amazing. a literature writer. <laughs> you know, it's not going to be like that. It's going to be something yeah. that you slowly adjust to. And hopefully, and I say hopefully because I know it's not true for everybody, but for me personally, I hope that by that point in my life, I will have a very different value system and yeah. I won't care so the much. The things that I like about me aren't just my face by that right. point. It's like you've grown up. You know that you are a kind person. You know that you're a giving person. You know that you're a generous, you know, like what all these things that make you up that like maybe like we you should hope to not give a fuck by that right. point. And by that point, you never know. They might have whole face transplants by then. You never know. For sure. There, there might be other options. Let's just not worry about it. I'm just not into like the, the fear mongering of like, and I think to a certain degree, this exists with Botox and, and cosmetic procedures too. It's like, you have to prevent this. Like mm -hmm. you have to prevent aging. It's like, okay, all right, let's all calm down. Mm -hmm. Let's all take a step back and see like, as this develops, is it something that even bothers me? Yeah. Like, am I worried about preventing something that actually isn't even going to matter that much? To I me? loved, uh, there were a bunch of videos of people seeing their older selves and they were just like, oh. Yeah, like, like I, I can't wait her. to meet them. Yeah, like she looks like somebody who makes you cookies and like tells you that it's okay after you scrape your leg, you know, like I, yeah. And I also wanted to speak to the split screen of it. Because that makes me think of like, you know, the sunscreen song, Baz Luhrmann's thing? Yes. Wear sunscreen. Yeah. Yeah. And like one of the things is when you're older, you're going to look back and think how beautiful I was then or how, you know. Yeah. That's that's pretty verbatim. It is very interesting to be able to live in that 
in the split screen yeah. of looking at yourself. Let's say you're imagining, okay, I am 82 right now. And then you go down and you see your, your younger self. And if you were having a bad body image day before that, like you feel so much more grateful for like being in this time right now. Yeah, that I love that. Yeah, it makes you live kind of in the present moment. Mm -hmm. of like, let me enjoy. It's like what I oh, currently. Oh, I don't want to look like that. Okay, but you don't. You look you like don't. you right now. So enjoy the day. Yeah, and also <laughs> remind yourself that when you're eighty, all your friends are going to be eighty-two. Eighty also. <laughs> so it's not like you're going to be constantly comparing yourself to twenty-year-olds. I mean, I hope not. I no. hope not. Because that to me is a fate worse than death, like being old and being like, why don't I look like these 20 year olds? Mm -hmm. Like, no, I, I really, really hope that's not my mentality at that point. No, I hope somebody says to me when I'm like 90, you're beautiful. And I say, I know. Totally. <laughs> so, guys, uh, I mean, try the filter if you're comfortable doing it. It was a, it was honestly a nice experience. Did you see what I did with it? No, I didn't actually. I made a... <laughs> It's probably something ridiculous. Let's let me have it. It was, um, you know, that sound from Ken Todd when he's like, "I can't believe." Yes, Tom Sandoval. <laughs> so that was my like. That's what I will be doing in fifty years or whatever. Is You'll just be talking still with a British talking about Sandoval. <laughs> oh, that's very that's very true. Back in my day, yeah, <laughs> there was this man named Tom Sandoval, and she stayed all night. <laughs> <laughs> so good so good um but i do also kind of believe that you'll be talking in a british accent i'll never stop I'll oh madonna. in a british accent and yeah yeah you're gonna like turn into madonna when she went to england mm, we'll see <laughs> i could see it i could see it you guys that's it for today's episode be sure to send your questions to dst at betches.com to get them answered yes follow us at diet starts tomorrow on instagram and if you like this episode please write us a review and don't forget to check out our DST merch on shop.betches.com. Rate, review, and subscribe to the show. And of course, follow me at Lubination. Follow me at Remy Casimir. And remember, we're always with you through thick and thin. Diet Starts Tomorrow is produced by Sean Kilby, Jorge Morales-Pico, and Aliza Zinn. Editing by Sean Kilby. Social media by Aliza Zinn. Guest booking by Ali Friedlander. Be sure to follow Diet Starts Tomorrow on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. And send us your emails to dst at betches.com or your voicemails to 212-287-5650. Betches.